Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome and good evening. Tonight we have a collection of scary park ranger and camping stories. If you enjoy, please be sure to subscribe and leave a like. Anyway, without further ado, let's begin. Number 1 Nine summers in our nation's oldest national park, three of which I worked backcountry, which involved going out for nine days at a time, alone, stayed in cabins mostly, with the occasional backpacking trip when working boundary, looking for poachers. These trips were not normally solo. The oddest thing that is my unsolved mystery was the abandoned camp next to the trail. Camping outside of a designated campsite is a big no-no, and I was just surprised I walked around the corner one day and found a tent set up directly next to the trail. The trail ran along a nice stream, and was a very tranquil spot. Inside I found a cloth sleeping bag, some dirty clothes, lots of food, big cans of spaghettios and what looked like some leftovers from our refried beans and rice dinner and a teddy bear. Everything reeked of cigarette smoke. I was tempted to confiscate everything and leave the individual out there with nothing, but I did take all the food and peeked into a secure food storage box along the way back to my cabin. I left a note explaining where I'd taken the food and that they needed to move camp. I was unable to return to the tent for two weeks. It was way too long to leave it sitting there, next to the trail. It was basically untouched when I returned. Some trail crew folks had checked it out and let me know, but that was probably it. I packed up the rest and hauled it out. I spent some time poking around that area, but never saw any other signs of life. It was obviously someone who was not prepared for camping out in the back country, judging by the foods, equipment and the teddy bear. I just don't know, everything, clothing, gear, etc, indicated just one individual. Number 2 I am a seasonal ranger for my local forest district. Despite the fact that I live in a fairly suburban area, the forest preserves still make up 12% of the country, which much of the property being heavily wooded, not far out of wilderness, but pretty secluded in some areas. Being a seasonal employee, I have been on the job for a bit over a month now, but in my short time, here I have found some strange things. The rest of the rangers say we find about one suicide a year, so here is the one for the year. When we go around opening parks each day, we drive through to make sure everything is okay. In this instance, I was driving through and had just lost sight of the road when I saw a man hanging from a tree in the clearing. He had hung himself. I called the cops and the coroner, 
The coroner took an hour to show up, and he was the only one with a ladder long enough to cut the guy down. So I stared at the dead guy in a tree for an hour. Number two, I crazed drugged up naked man running around a parking lot. Took me and three other rangers to catch the guy. When we did finally catch him, we found out he had multiple cuts across his body from running through bushes and a rock lodged firmly up his ass. Number three, a headless deer. Normally when a pack of coyotes take down a deer, yes, we do have a bunch of coyotes around here, they leave bite marks all over the body along with torn off flesh everywhere. But the head was cleanly sliced off and placed directly next to the body, meaning this is something created by human intervention. We still haven't figured that one out yet either. And, yeah, I've only been there five weeks so far. Number three. Park ranger here. Another ranger and I were out on a search and rescue call once. The missing person was a man in his twenties. He had gone hiking and had not returned the day that he intended to. When we got the call, it was night time but we hiked in a few miles and set up camp on a ridge that had a pretty good view. He had gone into the woods prepared, so we decided to wait until daylight before beginning the search. About 2am I get up and I'm taking a piss when I see a moving light at the base of the cliffs across the valley and a few miles away. Looks like a flashlight beam. I tell the other ranger and we make the decision to keep waiting for daylight. The next morning we decide to go check out the area and bring this guy home. He gets to approximately where I saw the light the night before and starts to call his name. Soon we find his body at the base of the cliff. He had fallen 60 feet on his head. The body was badly mangled. We radio back it has now become a recovery instead of a rescue. At this point the other ranger yells to me to come look at this. Lying 20 feet from the man's body was his mag light. It seemed odd, but I thought nothing of it until the other ranger reminded me of the light the night before. It kind of gave me the creeps, but I still dismissed it. Before too long, the coroner arrived and inspected the body. After he took the body back to the lab, he said that the man had been dead for at least 48 hours before we found the body. All of a sudden, the oh shit alarm went off in my brain. I knew that it couldn't have been possible. I had the coroner review his work and he got the same result. I tried to find an explanation for the light I had seen, perhaps other hikers. But one search and rescue guy had stayed at the only trailhead in the area all night. No one had come or gone. To this day, I have no clue what I saw that night, but it freaked me out. Number 4 I am a wildland firefighter with the US Forest Service. This story is from an old supervisor of mine that I believe completely. The setting is 2004 or so in the Hell's Canyon area of Middle Idaho. My supervisor's crew had been working all day and were going to be working through the night as well. As assistant superintendent, he was out scouting ahead on an ATV. He was working his way down a logging road that had clearly not been used in some time when a bobcat appeared in the middle of the road. 
The thing that stood there for a good 10 seconds screamed at him and then scampered up a nearby tree. He found this odd, but not particularly unsettling. Half a mile or so down the road, he found a small cabin. This was also odd as he was working on federal land and no private structure should have been there. Upon investigation, he saw that all the windows had been boarded shut. The doorknob had been punched out and secured to a hole drilled into a log frame by a chain. Someone did not want anything getting in or out of that cabin. Unsettled, he hopped on his ATV and headed back up the road. Where the bobcat had been, he found a Native American woman in a badly tattered nightgown. He yelled at her and asked if she needed help. She just screamed at him the same scream as the cat and climbed up the tree faster than any human had a right to. Obviously, my supervisor got out of there as fast as he could, unsure of who or what he had seen. He asked a local guy about the cabin. A local Native American heard them talking and said my supervisor had seen a skinwalker. Number 5 This happened in the desert of Utah. I was a wilderness guide and lived out of my truck, so I camped nearly every night. I was totally used to weird noises, twigs cracking, whatever, you know, but one night I was extremely calm and quiet, but there was a weird vibe in the air. A couple of friends and I were on BLM land in Utah near Moab, and we had just put out the fire and laid our bags out. Just as I was starting to fade out, something grabbed me by my wrist and jerked my arm straight up into the air. I sat up immediately and two of my friends bolted up at the same time. It happened to all of us, and we couldn't explain it. Nothing else happened, but still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up when I think about it. Number 6 When I was doing trail clearing, there was a lot of strange shit. One night I was camped by a lake, miles from even the nearest road, when a boulder just flew into the lake from the other side. Then another, then another. The boulders looked to be several hundred pounds, and the lake exploded when they hit. They looked wider and taller than me, I'm over six foot. I didn't really sleep that night, but my hatchet and cabar were my cuddle buddies. Number 7 We were camping around different areas of the US, hitting 13 different states. It wasn't a trip with a firm itinerary. We drove through Amish country in Indiana despairing that we wouldn't find a campground as it was late in the day. But in the middle of Amish country we found a lovely campground with a nice big pond for swimming. We were the weirdos who do tent camping and you have to drive down past this field to the tent camping area. There was a nice forested area and we had it all to ourselves. But here comes the really odd part. There was another occupied campsite down there, but it looked like the people had been beamed up by aliens. Food was left out, bottles of mustard, mayo, and plates were on the round picnic table. The one tent was blown over by the other, which was still firmly staked. We mentioned this to the campsite staff, who said, oh, that is so-and-so spots. He was supposed to be looking after all the tent spots. They had no idea he wasn't there. 
We wondered if someone was dead in the tent, so we cautiously checked. No dead bodies, just sleeping bags. So yeah, definitely aliens, right? Number 8 This happened about 8 years ago, when I was 21 and working as a camp counsellor for a Camp Tommy in Fishkill. The place is basically a bunch of cabins in the woods on top of a mountain, each cabin a half mile apart from the other, so you are pretty isolated in the woods. One night at about 1am I was sneaking off to meet my camp girlfriends, you're supposed to stay in your cabins after 10, as was usual and was cutting through some woods to get to her cabin. Suddenly I heard rustling in the woods and stopped to investigate it. There are bears, other animals, so I was expecting something like that. This three foot tall humanoid type thing suddenly jumped out of the bushes and looks at me. It's too dark for me to make out any of its features, other than it was standing on two feet, had two arms, and basically just looked like a miniature person without any features. Just looked solid black. If it had clothes on, I would have been able to notice that. I was curious what it was, so I started walking towards it, and it spooked. Bolting back into the woods, I'll never forget how mechanical it looked, as it took off running. Its whole body basically shifted 90 degrees, like if someone was doing the robot dance, and it just took off. I've never seen anything on two legs run that quickly, so I was pretty confused about what it was. I am a pretty fast runner, and a fit person in general but this thing was on another level of fast. As much as I try to make sense of it, I still to this day have no idea what it was. It was very human, but too short to be a human. Three feet tall is about accurate, and I don't know how a human could run that fast anyway. I have no idea, but it's always bugged me. I mean, maybe one day I will go back to try and find this creature again. Who knows? Number 9 I have seen weird lights, heard weird sounds, found weird stuff in the woods before, but the one that sticks out was years ago. I was camping at a friend's property in South Texas. While asleep in my tent, I suddenly wake up in the middle of the night. One of those from dead sleep to wide awake in a half second things. I can feel something is outside the tent, but I don't want to look. I have considerable camping and hiking experience, so I am not freaking out at this point too much. I very slowly unzip the top of the tent door, being as quiet as I can, and look out of the tent. There is a scarce light because we were camped under a giant oak tree, so big the branches dip down and connect with the ground before growing back up again. It is a huge tree and there are a lot of shadows and weird shapes. Anyway, as my eyes start to adjust, I realise there are about 40 or more coyotes all milling around the camp, just slowly walking around, sniffing here and there, almost ghost-like in their quietness. I slowly zipped the flap back up and laid there for about 30 minutes before I fell back asleep. In the morning, in the light, you couldn't tell anything had been there. The next night, we heard the pack howling for hours in the distance. This was almost freakier than seeing them ten feet away. 
Ten. Not a camper or a ranger, but an archaeologist. A few years back, we were doing a massive survey in the middle of nowhere in the interior of British Columbia. All the crew had gone home, and it was just my boss and myself left for a few days to follow up and confirm some coordinates and finish some mapping. We head out from the motel an hour or so into the bush, in the middle of nowhere along deactivated logging roads. The closest town is miles and miles away. We hike out to this one area we had found a few weeks previously. For some reason the whole area just felt off. So we get down to business, and about 15 minutes after being hunched over mapping, there is a weird, deafening, womp sound. Like I could feel pressure in my ears. I immediately looked at my boss about 20 feet away, and he is white as a ghost staring back at me. While standing there, it happens again. Womp. Ear pressure and chest pressure, like I was just squeezed. Chills erupts all over my body and every hair is standing on end. My boss just looks at me and says, Let's go. We grab all our stuff and speed hike back to the truck. We never discussed it. No clue what it was, but I've never been so freaked out in my life. Ten years later, and I still get chills. Thank you all for listening. If you made it to the end, let me know what your favourite story was or if you have some of your own camping stories. It's been a pleasure, and as always, I'll see you all in the next one. Thank you. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.